Hey everyone, welcome to today's show and it is going to be one of those that you are not going to want to miss any of because why? First off, I've got my fabulous co-host Patrick Seagrave with me, which is always so much fun, makes it so much more lively for me. And today he takes the role of interviewing me and I'm going to be talking about a conversation. I'm going to be giving you details around a recent vacation and you might be like, what? I don't want to hear this. What is all this? Let me tell you, there is so much juiciness, crazy stories, impactful lessons that you need to know if right now you are going through a relaunch like the rest of the world. So stay tuned and we are going to go through probably at a minimum five, maybe even six or seven. So it's going to be lively, many, many, many different parts. If you've ever wanted to go to Africa, well, here is your chance to ride along in the journey. You're listening to the Relaunch Podcast, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, We'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. So Patrick, love that you're here. Hello, glad to be back. It's been what, a month, two months? It has, but I have to say that it's always, you know, interesting when we do solo shows or we do our co-hosting shows, people love these. And if you're one of those out there that you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging how this is starting to go, let us know. Come over to our Instagram at The Relaunch Co and say, yeah keep that Patrick going, keep him, keep him <laughs> on, or hey, <laughs> kick him to the curb because it's not working. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully it's not the second one. I do enjoy being on here with you. Um, but to get to the topic, I mean, let's talk about Africa, or in this case, your adventure there. So mm. you went just recently, uh, and during an interesting time. So your father had actually just passed away. And we had a book launch. And then you left real soon after after another launch that we did and it was it was hectic but it was enjoyable so tell me a little bit about like the very beginning yeah so here's the thing for those that can relate i booked this africa trip almost probably over three years ago and it was uh, supposed to be the family you know all the kids and i've got three and my husband e has two and it was going to be this family trip and we had it all booked. It was um, it was going to be around the time where my older kids graduated from college, and really, let's try to get everyone together before everyone you know spreads out, creating their own life. And 
Well, that didn't exactly work out. So it was all booked, excited to go two weeks and COVID hit, it got bounced out, you know, the first year, then it got bounced out the second year. And finally it ended up, um, they, you know, let me know that yes, indeed, it's going to happen, but the dates have changed. The way that you've structured the trip has changed because everyone else now could go. And so we had, you know, three years of different groups all coming together. So it was this mad dash. And as Patrick said, it was a um, challenging time because my dad, for a lot of you, you do, you've heard this, that my dad passed away June 6th. And we had the book launch of Spark Your, or relaunch Spark Your Heart to Ignite Your Life on June 8th. And at that time, I'm like, how do I go? Uh, you know, we ended up leaving on July 1. How do I do this? You know, how do I, how do I get into that frame of mind where I'm like, yeah, vacation and all that good stuff. And it ended up that it was just going to be my three kids and E and unfortunately his two boys couldn't, couldn't come. And so I had to dig deep. And for so many, whether it is a relaunch of losing somebody or relaunch of potentially starting a new business or relationship or whatever relaunch you're going through, sometimes it's really, really hard to pull back and say, I'm going to go do this. And you feel guilty. I felt guilty leaving my um, my mom, Inga, my, my fabulous stepmom. And I was like, ah. But it was really interesting right before when we were booking this for the third time and my dad was still alive. He's like, you know, I just don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about this trip at this time. And and at that point, I'm like rolling my eyes. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're going to we're going to go forward with this because it's taken this long and, you know, we have the time off and. So he passes and I'm like, oh, he didn't have this good feeling. I'm like, um, hmm, okay, well, we're still going to go through this. So we, we, you know, packed up and we got the adventure started. And I'm actually going to jump to almost the end of the trip for the first story I want to share because it's quite impactful. And I think that you're going to be you're going to see how the rest of the stories kind of line up with this. So we are on a safari. We're in Botswana and we're out in the, out, you know, I don't know what they call it, the, the bush. And we have this opportunity to go on boat and see animals like hippos and crocs and um, water buffalo and some of these other animals, or we could go on a land drive and see others like elephants and and giraffes and um, different different animals. And so we were that afternoon going on a boat excursion, and we had had now a couple of days doing this, and we were loving it. And our driver um, was just you know our guide, our driver. He was everything. Our tracker, he did it all, and he said um, he said you know okay well we're going to be going on tonight you know more of a of a land drive and so 
really look out for some cool things on the way back. And uh, my husband, he said, hey, I haven't sat in the front yet. Can I sit in the front of the boat? And it was one of those flat bottom uh, silver. If you can imagine, there's two seats in the front and then two seats, little chairs, like, you know, this little swivel chair so you can really get a good see, you know, good scene of whatever you're looking at, good seat there. And you could just tell my, my husband was in his element. We were going through the bush. We were zipping around and he takes out his phone and he hits record because he's just like, I mean, this guy is like, he's in his dream life right now. And so he's recording this. And in his mind, he's thinking it's a one way. This must be a one way channel. Well, all of a sudden, a, another boat comes whipping around the corner and the boat literally is coming straight for us. And I'd say these are probably 20 foot uh, boats. So they're pretty significant. And all we've been told is like, and we've seen them, tons of crocodiles in the water. We've seen the water buffaloes, most dangerous is hippos and all these different things. And so you have that in the back of your mind because you've been like forewarned, like, you know, don't, don't just like put your hand in the water and like, you know, touch the, touch the things that might be under there. And this boat whips around and all I see is basically the shock of this guy's face as he's like coming right at us. And at the very, very last minute, our driver, our guide manages to turn it so that we don't do a head on collision. We go, we go into the brush. The other guy goes off to the side, his, like his arms broken, his hands broken. I mean, all these different things. And all I remember seeing is E literally like flying up he bounces off he lands on you know his bubble butt and he like jams his elbow rosie my youngest daughter who was in the front right thankfully she was looking down at her phone and my oldest daughter grabbed her at the last second and pulled her in i ended up flying onto my son's legs poor guy i mean i think he was <laughs> he probably is still bruised and battered by that one and again, we went off into this like major area. We were totally stuck. We're kind of like all coming out of this dazed and confused, like what the heck just happened? I think we were just in a, a major boat accident. I'm, I'm, you, my husband, of course, is still recording and you can hear me. I'm like, are you okay? Oh my God, you know, is everything okay? And, but there's a calmness, there's a calmness to it. It's not like this crazy, like, and, and you just hear like, you know, everyone trying to come out of this and, and so it ends up that the guide immediately you know, tries to get the boat back because we don't know who else is going to be coming around the corner. And he jumps out into the water. And all I can think of, how can this situation get any worse? How can this get any worse? It can get worse by our guide being eaten by, you know, an alligator right there, a crocodile, 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 no alligator. I can't remember crocodile. And I'm like, that's how it can get worse. So it ends up that we all have to like get up and everybody's okay, you know, except for my husband, pretty, pretty beaten up, but everyone is good. And thankfully he was the one in the front because it had been, if it had been one of the three girls, we would have just been like sent, you know, who knows how far. And so we all helped and we all, you know, put these sticks in and we were like, one, two, three, push. And it was almost like this surreal experience. 
And at that point, nothing was moving. Like we were not budging. And again, you know, my son goes into work about like, you know, how can we get some flag up with a, you know, this crafty, crafty creation that he did. And it ends up that eventually we got ourselves out. We helped the other gentleman who was really beaten up. And we start to drive back to the camp. And so, Patrick, one of those moments where I'm shaking. I mean, can you imagine this experience? I mean, that was insane. And my favorite part about the story was this was the first thing you told me. So the day you got back, we got on a call to recap everything. And I was like, so what happened? And all I heard was, so there was a boat accident. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that was the first thing I heard was this story. Yeah. And if you remember, we're out in Botswana. We are we are so far away, like nobody ever thinks. And so I immediately on the way back go to this place of my dad. My dad knew that there was like, like he was, my dad's not a hypochondriac. He's not, he, he was an orthopedic surgeon. He's been through, you know, a ton of massive, massive relaunches. And so he really doesn't, he never says anything like that. So I then realized that, okay, thank you. I always called him Papa-san. Thank you, Papa-san. Cause I think that you helped, you know, whatever you were doing, wherever you are, there was, you know, divine intervention that, you know, we didn't get hurt, but here is the massive point of this story. I am rattled. I am going to the place of where, you know, what if, what if, you know, we hit head on, what if that boat came up and basically, you know, decapitated all of us? What if E had really gotten hurt? What if somebody had flown in the, the infested waters? What if, what if, what if? And the guide immediately says, okay, so this afternoon, we can go back out on the water or we can do that land trip. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Are you like, <laughs> like you think we're going to go back out on anything? Like, you know, even on the land trip, like we've been like our, our you know, our, our cages have been rattled and I kind of don't say anything. Nobody else does. But of course my son says, oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. No problem. And Derek he just says, wanted to see the elephants. He just, Derek wanted to see the lions. Derek's like, I want to see those, <laughs> those brother lions that are out there. And so nobody else said anything. And I'm just like, oh, and I'm thinking, you know, and so I finally said, you know, we're a little rattled, little, you know, like, sh you know, shook, shooken up to the core. You know, we, we feel like we're, you know, maybe a little downtime. And this is what he said. He said, nothing happened nothing happened and so you move on we move on and i said but what if like what if all and i started to you know and he's like you got to stop because it didn't happen so that negative thinking that creates this enormous negative experience, negative energy around the what if. And when he said, but it didn't happen, I thought, wow, what a different perspective to look at it. And and Patrick, you know, as a as the CEO of the Relaunch Co and working with, you know, thousands of women, I help people go back and reassess 
and do a reset and release the past. And how many of us, myself included, do we go to that negative space of the what if? The what if? But it does it didn't happen. Like maybe the divorce, you get those what ifs. You know, you you have um, you know, health issues, what if? But in the past, it doesn't serve us because you can't change the past. So he taught me and really taught the whole group such a invaluable lesson that you can't even put a price tag on it because I could have spent the next two to three days just like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe that happened. Instead, he got me to be in the present and think about what more to come, what memories do we have to create now? So powerful. Yeah, and honestly, so interestingly enough, and we'll talk a little bit about this when we get back from the break, which is coming up here soon. Um, I had something come in my mind, which was, hey, the relaunch through the generations and while you were speaking and talking about, you know, the negatives and everything, you really don't know the number of negatives or relaunches that you've had. Um, because recently you went through yours and yours is about what, 34 to 36 relaunches through your life. <laughs> was if it you that asked me? Up, somebody asked me, put them all down. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone asked you, put it all down. And you never would have been like, oh yeah, it's probably like 34, 36. If you had been asked on the street, you would have been like, I don't know, there've been like four, five. So you just sort of forget. You, you do. don't even think about them that much anymore. And, and for a lot of people, and this would be, you know, this is a massive one. But yet he was able to make it into a real, like, I mean, there, there's a lot of positivities that came from that. So we, unfortunately, as Patrick said, have to go to a commercial break. But when we get back, just you wait. I got a lot more, including how a tree that a giraffe loves to eat gave me one of the biggest lessons that I'm now coaching my top CEO entrepreneur clients with. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are talking to Hillary about her wonderful trip to Africa. And interestingly enough, the next story is the second story. And I, funny enough, I think the, all these stories sort of go in line with the exact, like the exact way that she told me. Uh, so the second story is actually something that's a little bit closer to home. And it's something that we really don't think about. Uh, it's about us and what we do. So Hillary, if you want to tell us a little bit about. Yeah, this one, this one is a change of perspective, which I think we all need. We all need to do that many, many, many times throughout the day even. And so we were 
going off to one of the daily activities and i had i had selected this as kind of our really nice activity while we were in uh, zambia and the activity was going to be we would go down the river the um zam zambezi zambezi river the zambezi (laughs) i'm probably butchering this zam zambia we've got all these different words but we were going down the river and then you know so having this great like you know white white water rafting experience and then having a a picnic type of uh, brunch and just being able to hang out and and have like some quiet time it was going to be really amazing and so in order to get to where we were going to get into the boats we had to go through villages and as we were going through the villages it was it was a sobering experience we had already heard that if in zambia you know the i think that it was the equivalent of of they can work all week long and they make one to two dollars a week and so as we were going through i was thinking about like you know the jobs that they have and um you know how they how they can sustain their livelihood and i look over and we're we're going very slowly because it's a very very rough road and i see this woman and she has a um handmade broom and so it's you can tell it might have been um horse hair or something you can just see it and she is in what we would call like it was almost like a small hut so imagine maybe it's five feet by four feet it looked really small like a teepee and she's out in the front and she's sweeping the dirt in front of her home and she's taking you know great um pride in what she was doing she was like you know making sure she kept going over some of the same spaces and she was doing it about two to three feet around and i looked at that and, and she was very like content and she was probably you know probably my age and i sat there and i watched her because i could see her and, and again we were going through this area that we were probably she was in my vision for at least over a minute so i really got to see her and again it was this when you have the perspective of what you have that you have a sense of pride and that is when you have and this is the reason it it struck me so much is that i deal with people all the time that are like well i'm not well i don't have well i'm not you know at that six figure seven figure well i haven't done this yet and they're constantly pushing out the goal of you know well yeah i hit that but i you know, I haven't been able to do that. Or, well, did you see what so-and-so is doing? That's what I really want. And yet this woman was very much in a, in a position where she was making this, this area in front of her, this incredible space. And I could tell there was this sense, as I said, sense of pride. So for me, I took that away and I said, or I, I took that to heart and I thought to myself, you know what, how much do we take for granted? How much do we just, you know, hey, I, I, you know, I have this. The only time in my life where things were really taken away was when I was on the, the show Secret Millionaire and they literally, you know, took everything away and I didn't have any of my normal uh, gadgets or my normal, what I considered necessities. I did have a toothbrush and I had toothpaste. 
Um, and I did have a roof over my head, but everything else, and I got to tell you, it was a wake up call for me when I was gone seven days. And I realized when I came back, I'm like, I am so lucky, like grateful. And I want to ask you, what will make you feel grateful today? Can you look around and appreciate what we all have taken for granted? Because again, when you can show appreciation and gratitude, what you get back in return, it's one of the universal laws, is the law of cause and effect. So the cause and the effect, we wanted to be more grateful so that we get back even more of that essence to us. So it was quite an experience. And even to this day, I will think of her as I'm driving in my car or as I'm you know, going someplace or as I'm going out to dinner and I'll be like, wow, thank you. I am, I'm so grateful to be here, to be in this moment, to be present. So that was a good one. I will, and I think it really impacted my kids too. Yeah. And see, that is interesting because that's something that we all can think about. And like you said, the relaunch co and we all, that's essentially what we do is we go, Hey, it could be worse. It could be better, but you're here now. So let's, let's make it work. Yeah. Let's make it work. And Another um, part of that story I wasn't going to share, but I just it just came to me is as we were pulling up, there were these three little girls and they were looking at my daughters and, you know, they were smiling at each other and waving. And it was this just this sweetness and sweet appreciation. They weren't looking at us like, oh, you guys have that. They were genuinely happy that we were there and that we were you know, able to experience the love of their land. And to the left of us, there was a full family. And I asked about him and I said, now, you know, they seem like they're, they're dealing with all these little teeny fish. And he said, yeah, they drove two to three hours to get here to fill those two buckets with these fish that they're waiting to die. The fish were literally jumping around, waiting to die so that they can bake them in the sun in the afternoon and then take them back and then sell them to their village and to other villages. I mean, it's just like, wow. And again, it takes me back to no matter where you are in your journey, no matter where you are with your with your entrepreneur business, or if you're in corporate, or if you're right now, you know, thinking about, you know, starting a new relationship or making a relationship that much better, what can you take away from this that that, there is that deep appreciation of what you actually have so super cool and how can you adapt speaking of adaptation yeah let's hear about a a tree and patrick (laughs) this is this is probably and i said this um before the commercial break this is probably the story that i have been using the most in my one-to-one coaching and these people are you know they're they're spending a lot of money to have some advice and to have some counsel and to have some some real you know kind of like getting them forward and this story resonates so much with so many people so here it is there is a tree in africa that's one of the top trees that elephants love to eat and I, you know, the, the, the amount of food elephants need to eat is ridiculous. I mean, they, you know, they weigh over two, two tons or four tons or five tons. They're just enormous animals and they eat all day long and they will literally take out, you know, acres upon acres every single day. So they need massive amounts of food and the giraffes are constantly nibbling, nibbling, but they, you know, need it to be high enough for their, you know, heads and all that. So there was this tree and 
I, you know, it was one that I noticed. I said, gosh, it's got all these, you know, massive thorns on it, but it has all this green and lush. And the guide said, you know, it's interesting that you pointed that out. That is almost like, you know, the delicatessen of what these animals would love to eat. But it was causing the tree to become extinct and it was dying off, dying off. So evolution stepped in and it created what it didn't have before, which was these thorns. And instead of having the new branches that when they broke off from the animals eating it, the branches actually went upward and then the thorns protected it. But there were still enough of the open, open branches that didn't have the thorns so that the animals could still enjoy the tree, but they weren't able to demolish the tree. And so when you think about in your business, in your life, you being this tree. And as we've all talked about, relaunches can be global, they can be personal, they can be professional. Things that come that change your trajectory, things that get in your pathway that will make an impact on where you go from there. And so if you imagine that either it's your business or it's yourself and you feel depleted, you feel like everyone is taking, taking, taking from you, it's what are you going to do to protect, to build up your business and yourself so that it gives you time to get back into that solid foundation of you being you. And sometimes it's a step back that we need to take in order to move forward. Sometimes we have to say, this isn't working for the business. It's literally depleting the business. It's draining the business. It's depleting you know, our finances around it and being willing to say, in the short term, I'm going to take that product off, change the direction, change the pathway in order to create this next level for you to have success. And sometimes it means that you have to, and some of you know, I had a business called White Space Inc. with another fabulous woman. And the concept was fill in the whiteboard fill in that whiteboard with all of the things that you've done to get you to date. And then I would say after they'd spent hours writing all over this, erase it all. And now what? And, you know, there's a great quote that my mom always says that, you know, it is, it is what it is. So now what? And a lot of times we have to be willing to say, so now what? So now what? This isn't working. Looking at it where we're pushing, we're pushing, but it's not in alignment. We talk about 3HQ, being in alignment, getting out of our head, into our heart, so we can tap into that higher self, that greater self of you. And when you notice that you're being depleted, that you're being stripped of everything, that things aren't working, I want you to think about that tree in Africa and those thorns, and how are you going to protect your biggest asset, which is you. And then secondarily, it's your livelihood. And your when the livelihood is there, you have the protection and the safety. So something to contemplate and think about as you're moving through your day to day. And you know, here's something that we talked about earlier, actually, and it's something that I had experience with during 
my trip to Guatemala, actually. I went on a fraternity trip, uh, but it's called Rose Thorn Bud is what you called it. We had, uh, it was Rose, your rose and your thorn. And we had another thing, but it's essentially going through at the end of the day. And uh, when we were at this camp, we would essentially go help people during the day and then come back, sit in a circle and everyone would talk about their rose, their thorn and their bud. And those were how we recapped on our days. So uh, you did sort of the same thing. What was that like? So first off, I love that you did this. And this is, by the way, one of the favorite things that I ever discuss um, when I'm working with people because they'll be like, oh my God, I need to do this. I need to. That's the greatest idea. And what it really is, and it started when my kids were, oh my gosh, as young as they could possibly be so that they could actually talk about it. The rose is always your positive. The positive thing that happened during the day. The thorns are, hey, what got in your way? What didn't work out so well? And the bud is always what you're looking forward to tomorrow. And so it was the greatest thing. First night we are in Cape Town and my son says, um, we're at we're at dinner and this is the first of many nights that we are all going to be together. By the way, if I were to, if somebody asked me the other day and I had to say, you know, what my absolute highlight of the whole trip was, I think it was being with grown kids, right? In their twenties, early twenties and having them for two weeks at every meal every you know second it was just like wow when was the last time i ever had an opportunity to do this i mean and when will i ever have it in the future right which is another story because i actually told him that in fact i'm going to talk about that really fast and then i'll go back to this so it was really funny the first 24 hours they are like the kids are just you know, clawing at each other. I mean, we were going back to like when they were, you know, young kids again. I'm like, what is happening, you guys? And I finally said, just realize that this moment right now will never happen again. When will we ever have an opportunity to be together without boyfriends and girlfriends and spouses and work schedules and, you know, and not have like a massive group of people, just, just us. And it was incredible, Patrick. From that second I said it, they were incredible creating memories. Cause I said, this is your opportunity. You create the memories now that you will remember when you're my age. So it's just a very like incredible experience. So I know that we are about to go on break. So I'm gonna hold off on the Rose Thorn Bud story until we return. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hello and welcome back, everybody. We are still on Roses and Thorns and she left us with quite the cliffhanger, didn't you? Yeah. Are you guys all ready? I'm sure this is going to be for for those those joining right now. 
so that you understand what we're really talking about. We're talking about something that I've been doing with my kids that I, I think I've spread to now close to thousands of people and they're doing it with their families. They do it with their spouse only. Many nights I do it with just Eric and I wanna share it with you all so that you can understand it. And again, we're back in, I'm sharing my African safari trip and my son the first night basically you know, comes out with, let's do rose thorn bud, rose being the best part of the day, thorn being the worst, bud being what you're looking forward to tomorrow and first off everyone was like yeah and the best part of this is that in regular life not african life when you're over there on great vacations but in regular life it pulls out it gives people not the ability like you know hey hey sally how was your day good hey dan how was your day fine and you can't you don't you don't have anything else to say right this really makes people think about what was the highlight and remember we as humans 85 percent of what we will always go to in our thoughts is on the negative side that is how we are hardwired that is what we are all about so in order to have to focus on your rows you are already doing a mind game you know a, 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 you know when a, the jedi move of of trying to reprogram and really think about as you're winding your day that you had positives so we're doing this and what was fascinating is everybody and you're in what we had chosen to do in africa is not allow people to say the same thing like you can't say oh yeah ditto ditto no you had to come up with something new so it gave us like this opportunity to really capture what was impactful and the whys behind it. And even, even when I talked about the boat accident, for those that haven't heard it, go back and listen to the beginning. It was pretty, pretty intense. Even that turned into that night being something really incredible to hear how their, how their thought process around it had changed based on the guide telling us, you know, hey, it didn't happen move forward. So it was an incredible thing. Please practice it. But is always what you're looking forward to tomorrow. So I know that tonight I will absolutely my rose for the day is co-hosting with Patrick right on. So <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Yeah, well, honestly, my rose is it's your birthday today. Tomorrow. So oh, yes, today. I'm thinking, what's the date? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's your birthday. So happy birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. We're celebrating with all the kids tomorrow. So that'll be, I told Speaking my husband. fun trips. Yeah. I told my husband, I'm like, well, you know, you don't even have to like say anything. It's we're basically like pushing the whole day off. So that'll be very fun. Yeah. But let's hear a little bit about, so rhinos actually, and uh, preservation for them and for us. Yeah, this was this was heart wrenching. Tears flowing. Um, for those that don't know, um, there is a terrible problem with poaching in Africa, and a rhino's horns can literally get up to two hundred thousand dollars for a horn. And what happens is that the poachers come on to you know these these areas, these wild areas. And instead of doing, you know, the the right way, like imagine uh, clipping your nails, and you know, if you clip it way too low, it's like that really painful, and sometimes it bleeds if you've cut too far down. Well, what the poachers do is they just like go up and they take, you know, the big, you know, hack and they just kind of hack it off or they chainsaw it off, and it, they just leave the animal to basically bleed to death. 
so sad because it takes, you know, I mean, so many years for these horns to develop. So one of the things that was very important to me is having my kids get involved with, you know, what's really going on in the world and in Africa. So we signed up for this experience where we actually got to go out and look for a rhino, take the rhino down, and then be a part of actually taking off the horn. And what was surprising to me is that initially, I was like, this is going to be just so amazing. But as the animal fell to the ground, and it was shaking, and I knew we were doing the right thing, there was also this like very deep pain within me that as humans were having to take off this magnificent part of this animal in such a like drastic way. We literally, I mean, it was, you know, under sedation, but we chainsawed the thing off. And then he had a smaller one that was, you know, uh, you know, was big enough to take off as well. And it was one of those, like, what have we created? What in the world have we created? And we often talk about what, what we can do as people. And they, they often say that if you're really in a bad place, if you're really in a deep, dark relaunch, one of the best things to do is go out and give back, go out and help, go out and, you know, find something that somebody else is, you know, worse off than you. And what can you do? And I just sat there and I looked at this animal and the tears were flowing and the kids were all involved. And Ian and Derek were pushing, you know, to make sure that it didn't roll over because it fell in kind of a precarious way. And here's the thing. It made me realize yet again that it's very easy for people to think like I'm giving back by writing a check. But there's a very big experience that happens within your brain when you actually are there seeing, feeling, hearing, you know, touching all of the senses and that impact that will stay with you is so much more uh, strong and significant. We often talk about short-term versus long-term memory and the way to get to long-term memory is to have something new and different and impactful. So I would really challenge everyone that what can you do? What is that, you know, way that you can help and whatever? I mean, you know, what are, what are you most interested in and make that first step today to really get involved in something bigger than you? Yeah. I mean, that's something that anyone can do. Because 90% of the people that have access to this podcast at least have some form of privilege, so to speak, and that they could, I mean, you could go help out a soup kitchen and I volunteered in most of the organizations that I've helped with, but there's always something that you can do. And there's always something that you're normally interested in as well. But and it's amazing the- how it's amazing how it really can change your state. I always talk about, you know, if you feel stuck, change your state. If you feel depressed go out and make someone smile. I mean, it's it directly, you know, what you give, you get back. Yeah. And the last story, well, hopefully not the last, but I think this is coming on the end here, uh, is actually about a mountain and how at some points in life, there just aren't, there's no more turning back. So you just got to go forward. Isn't there a song? Ain't no mountain high, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to keep me away from you. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. There is a mountain called Table Mountain. 
And when we were setting up this trip, uh, I, I wouldn't say that uh, the girls in the family are exactly like the go-getters, let's go out and, you know, hardcore exercises or exercisers. But let me tell you, they impressed me. Wow. So I had decided that Table Mountain, we were going to go walk up Table Mountain. And then they have this like tram that takes you down. And it's one of the most spectacular. Um, it is like known as, you know, kind of the sightseeing place to really check out Cape Town. And so I said, hey, I got, you know, a couple of my daughters, you know, they're probably not going to be like, you know, this, you know, get me out there really athletic types, but we definitely want to do something. And she said, okay, well, I'll put you on the least, um, you know, or the easiest, I think she said, you know, the least impactful, easiest route. And I said, okay, that's great. And within the first two minutes, and I hike in Boulder, Colorado all the time, and I hike up, you know, amphitheater, and there's some Chautauqua hikes that are they are, you know, booty killers. This was beyond. This was so crazy. This this hike, this adventure was just straight up. And we're talking like Stairmaster times 10. No, like it's it, crazy. And I even was like, oh my gosh. So I asked the, the guide, I said, okay, this is really hard. What happens if if you can't and again where's my mind i hadn't had the boat experience yet i said what happens if like you can't get to the top because this is really hard and she looked at me and she said well here's the thing you're at the halfway point so you either go up or you turn around but you're halfway and so there has to be this point of no return and i said well what if i couldn't go up and i can't go down because going down seemed like it was actually going to be harder and she said we've had to medevac out we've had to get helicopters to come in and pull people out of this and meanwhile i'm thinking what was i thinking what did i and, sign up for yeah what the heck but this happens in life where you're kind of at that that fork in the in the ground where you're like okay do i go right or do i go left or what do you do and you know a lot of times i took that one step forward when she said that and i thought to myself after i took that one step okay well now i'm definitely over the halfway point <laughs> so i want everyone to think about that like where are you in your process right now where would you say you are, are you a quarter of the way through do you think you're at the halfway or are you further? And how can you take that one more step? Let's just say you're at the halfway mark. You're at that. And there's always that story about, you know, you put your hand out there and you're literally like a hair away from where you want to be, but you just don't know it. Yep. And that's, I mean, that happens a lot in hiking. I've had that happen where I'm like, you know what, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm probably halfway. Most of the time when I think that I'm not halfway, but I just keep going because I'm like, well, I mean, I might as well. You never know. It could be right around the corner. <laughs> you never know. Well, but Patrick, uh... Patrick, this has been so much fun. I can't thank you for being here with me and for, you know, kind of pushing me through to tell a little bit more, share a little bit more. So thank you so much for being here today. And I know that you have some information on what you all can expect next week. Yeah. So a little bit about next week, we have Christine Carlson, and she is the New York Times bestseller of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Uh, it's a little bit so good yeah it's, so it... everyone as we're wrapping go out there relaunch live now love now and experience everything you can right now
You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.